What's up my friends? Welcome to another episode of The Armory. This is Kyle Armour and I am super excited today to go over my new book, The Five Tenets to Thrive. This is a special book that I've been working on and has actually gotten quite a lot of contributions from people just like you. It is an ever-evolving document which goes over my five tenets to thrive. I hope you enjoy. Check it out. It's about 45 minutes and it'll super help your life if you can implement just a handful of these things. So, enjoy. Today, we are going to go over one of my books that I recently wrote. It's really a short book called The Five Tenets to Thrive. I've pretty much spent over, over a decade biohacking and trying to optimize my life. And what I ultimately realized was that it's very easy to make a change and then naturally undo the change. There's a great book called Atomic Habits. If you're really trying to get them to stick, that is really highly recommended from me. But what has also helped is just creating this book and actually revisiting the book and saying, oh, I'm missing on that one, or I'm not optimized here, or, you know, kind of identifying where maybe I'm already at 90% of the way and can, can be okay with that 90%, but identify other places that maybe I'm, you know, 40 or 50% and it's a lot easier to optimize that, get that up to, you know, say 70 or 80% than trying to optimize that last 10%. So real quickly, just decided that we would go through this, this little ebook. It's free on my website. You can go to kylearmor.com forward slash the number five, um, very short. And that will uh, redirect you to this Google Doc. Now the Google Doc is interesting too because this is actually an ever evolving document. And I take suggestions from people like you and continually you know, evolve the document, continue to add to it, continue to revise to it. I think that this is a more proper way than writing a book and cementing something in stone and then distributing it and printing it and putting it in the real world versus, I mean, we have the internet. We have digital, you know, uh, ways of, of spreading information. So that's the idea with the doc is that we try to keep it short, but we try to keep it super high level and where we can really focus on the things that matter. So let's just dive in, already getting too long with the intro. But basically the five tenets just to cover them are rest, rise, and recover is the first one. The second one is fuel. The third one is take risks. The fourth one is stay safe. And the fifth one is bond. Now I'm going to go through these pretty quickly to save your time. And if there's things that you are specifically interested yourself, it may make sense to dive in deeper. But I will try to get through this in hopefully 20 minutes or so. So we'll start out with rest, rising, and recover. So bedroom optimization. Sleep eight hours, right? Oversleeping can be as bad as undersleeping. Genetics play a big part in the amount you need. 
It's been said that Donald Trump and many others only require four hours of sleep. I think Obama is actually similar as well. I don't know why both presidents, but I'm pretty sure that's accurate, that they have a genetic predisposition to not need seven, eight hours of sleep. That is not me. That is probably not you. So figure out what your healthy amount is and then figure out how to get that amount. It's usually seven to nine hours, to be honest. As Of course, as you are younger, it's a little bit longer. As you age, it gets a little bit less. But stress also plays a big factor. The key is to let yourself sleep as long as you need, but don't overdo it. Okay, we got that out of the way. So wear a sleep tracking device. That's an aura ring, that's a whoop, and confirm that you don't have sleep apnea. I've been shocked at the amount of friends that I have who uncovered that they had sleep apnea and you know, sleep, they gotta sleep with a mask on or there's you know, potentially other remedies um, that you can dive into, but wow, has it changed their lives. I've seen it happen firsthand, it's truly amazing. I also know many people that you know, maybe if you wear an aura ring or you wear a whoop and you don't like how it looks, okay, fine, just wear it only when you sleep. That's, that's actually where I am now. I wore the aura ring for, for many years, but I just only wear it while I sleep. Um, and, you know, experiment with this. There's, there's a lot of different products out there. There's also sleep mats that you can put in your bed that are also uh, able to track your sleep, track your movements, etc. So, okay, next up, don't breathe from your mouth. Between 60 and 7% Americans are. This is still a problem, even for me. I got nasal issues, but I've been working on it and trying to get better. There's sleep tape. I can't sleep with this tape on my mouth. I, I get anxiety and I literally will lay there even when I'm exhausted for three hours. So you got tips for me, let me know. But the step one is to really uh, train yourself to keep your jaw closed while sleeping. I've also gotten, there's the recommended to get a head strap and hold your jaw actually closed and try to get your teeth closer together. I've worn those. Not fun either for me. Um, again, you can use the sleep tape and you can actually just cut a, a, a hole in the tape if you want, but all you wanna do is, again, train your mouth to just stay closed. You can still breathe through your mouth, but just try to train your mouth first to stay closed. And then step two is actually sealing your mouth entirely with tape. There's recommendations to also use a neti pot, use a saline rinse, and you know, use nasal breathing strips or nasal wideners that actually go on your nose. I use those when I'm running, when I'm sleeping. I also try to do a saline rinse at least every night. They can come in, um, you know, neti pot is kind of cumbersome. Sometimes I use the neti pot in the shower because it is a little messy. The saline rinses come in little aerosol cans and you can just shoot them up in both nostrils and those do help a lot. So. You know, these are some of the hacks that I have for this. If you have more, please help me out and edit this doc, put some suggestions in there. Optimal temperature for your bedroom, 65 degrees. Use fans, which can also serve as white noise. Use an air conditioner, make sure it's thoroughly cleaned. You gotta clean your air conditioner every three to six months. Most people don't do that, and now you're just breathing in you know, microbes of, of potentially mold or allergens and things like that. Use a bed thermostat, such as the 8 Sleep or Chili Pad. You will sleep like a princess. 
I sleep like a princess. It's hard for me to travel now because I miss my uh, bed thermostat so much. Mark Zuckerberg has come out saying he uses an eight sleep. Elon Musk has come out saying he uses an eight sleep. Uh, Brian Johnson, the, the biohacker spending $2 million a year, uses an eight sleep. I actually use a chili pad. I think they're probably pretty close. The chili pad did not have a yearly membership fee for their app, so I was a little, you know, I, I try to stay away from those never-ending bills. Um, so I, I went the chili pad route, but uh, figure out which one works best for you. Uh, use a timer function to wake up in a warmer room slash bed. So this is, there's a lot of ways to do this, right? But you can, you, if you have an air conditioner in your room, you can usually find like for a hundred bucks or 50 bucks even, a device that will register the remote. Uh, and then you can actually tie that into Alexa. So if you do that, then you can set up a timer, a very easy timer. Sometimes the remotes have them right in, but they're kind of like cumbersome to use and edit and everything else and try to figure out exactly how it works. Um, but if you set up the one of these, uh, Cielo is one of the brands that uh, makes these little devices that allow you to you know, turn your air conditioner into a smart device. And once you do that, the idea is, you know, if you go to sleep at, you know, 10, 11 p.m., you wake up at, say, 7 a.m., that you could actually turn off your air conditioner, you know, 30 minutes before you're going to wake up. And if you have the bed thermostat, the bed thermostat can also raise the temperature to wake you up, which is a phenomenal way to wake up. So these are, these are great ideas, and they don't take too much time to set up and once they are set up, you're good for the whole year, you're good for your life as long as you're sleeping in that bed. So it's it's silly to me to not have these functions, right? And then uh, another one, consider an air purifier. There's some great purifiers out there. I actually have a buyer's guide on my website as well where you can find a list of many of the air purifiers as well. So, and remember, your internal body temperature must drop to fall asleep and it must rise to wake up. So, also consider turning on your air conditioner on max uh, for 30 minutes before going to bed. That always helps to ease your way down. So, bed setup. So, use sheets that are polyester free, 100% cotton or linen or even hemp are all good. These are natural products. Polyester has plastics in it, has phthalates in it. So. You know, you're spending roughly a third of your entire life in your bed. Spend the extra $50 and, or it's, sometimes they're not even, it's the same cost to be honest. And st stay away from polyester. We know this is an endocrine disrupting um, material, so just don't do it. Uh, use high quality pillows. Copper infused can be a good idea. Copper is known to uh, be antimicrobial and bacterial, so. Um, I know a lot of biohackers that are using copper-infused pillowcases or pillows themselves. And then use a high-quality mattress. You know, it's, it's an investment, but uh, confirm that there are no VOCs, volatile organic compounds, in the mattresses. That can be a problem. Though most of the higher-end mattresses are all, they've, they've all made the switch, most of them. So um, that's, that's good consumer demand and forcing them to, you know, improve their products. Uh, lastly, um, or sorry, continuing, is to black out your windows. So 
This is a really good one. If you're going to bed on time and waking up at the same time, your circadian rhythm is really locked and loaded, um, maybe this is a little less important. But if you have any light coming into your into your window, which is pretty common unless you live in the forest um, or really, really somewhere rural, um, you should black out your windows because they have, there's a study that um, was done where a guy was sleeping and they had him connected to a bunch of different devices basically and they shined a laser pointer on his foot and the bottom of his foot even and they were able to actually see spikes in his vitals uh, responding to the light hitting his foot, the bottom of his foot. So it's, it, we, you know, our bodies are, um, uh, are, are really sensitive to all light. So now you know. And uh, another one, use a grounding mat. So there's great studies on grounding mats about um, basically lowering cortisol in the body, lowering inflammation in the body. You can also get grounding sheets if you prefer grounding sheets. These are um, both grounding mats and sheets. They plug into the ground of your outlet. You know, there's three in, here in the United States. There's three prongs. Um, it's like a hot, uh, a cold, and, a, and I think in a ground. So it just goes into that bottom one. Um, you also could check your ground. The ground is basically when they build your house, <clears throat> they just stick the ground into the ground, literally outside. And there's tons of benefits. People probably know, like, you know, after a flight, they recommend you walk barefoot outside. This is uh, one example. But uh, the studies on grounding are real, and that is something that is very cheap. Again, 30, 50 bucks, something like that. I also use a grounding mat underneath my desk, so highly recommended. All right, never bring your phone into the bedroom. You need to make your bedroom a sanctuary. There should be nothing going on in your bedroom except sleeping. That is it, making the bed. You can turn the light on to make the bed, whatever, but like, make it a sanctuary. If you, you know, never lay in bed except to sleep, no reading in bed, Read in a different room, read on your couch, read somewhere else in a reading chair. You need to train your body to know that when, it's, when you lay in bed, it's time to sleep. And this will, you know, because if you, if you are tracking your sleep, there's latency to sleep, right? And some people, it takes them 30 minutes to fall asleep or, or longer. I've gotten my latency down to about seven minutes on average. And... I mean, when you start to analyze that, you obviously you fall asleep 365 days a year, and if your latency to to fall asleep is 20 minutes, well, I don't know, do the math. You, you know, you're gonna you're gonna add up some time. So this is simple stuff, and you just need to, you know, really again keep your bedroom a sanctuary. So there's another one: sleep naked. So there's a bunch of studies on this actually too, um, about your body's ability to regulate its temperature without um, you know, underwear on and those things. So if you're able to do it, experiment. I don't always sleep naked. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But there's, there's a lot of studies too that say that you know, wearing underwear 24-7 when you think about it, is not beneficial for us and especially for men can 
You know, if you have tight-fitting underwear especially, that certainly will lower your testosterone, will lower your sperm count amongst uh, many other things. So, and lastly, try to wake up without an alarm. If you can do it without an alarm, that's the best. Obviously, that's not practical for everyone if you got somewhere to be and, and might oversleep. But, you know, you really got to, like, hone in that bed bedtime routine, which we're going to get to in a little bit. But by training your subconscious mind, I need to wake up at this time or I'm going to wake up when, you know, the sun rises or whatever it is, you will get better and better at that. So, all right, wake up routine. Um, try to wake up before the sun, sets the circadian rhythm, get sunlight as soon as possible, vitamin D, natural bl blue light at sunrise really awakens your soul. It's magical if you haven't done that. Um, definitely try it out. Immediately use the restroom and then drink 12 to 24 ounces of lemon water or electrolytes or something like that that will really hydrate you quick. Get outside the house as fast as you can. Go for a quick walk or a run. Try to figure out something that gets you out of you know, your little comfort zone and your space as, as quick as you can. Go, go for, you know, write a, write a journal entry or something just outside. It's, uh, it's super beneficial to do. Um, and, you know, you can do a cold plunge uh, or shower in the morning. A lot of people like to do that. It wakes them up. I know Tony Robbins is a big fan of that's the first thing he does in the morning. Uh, rebound if you need, like a little mini trampoline to get your blood moving. It increases, uh, the cold plunge increases your dopamine levels and kickstarts your drive for the day. So, and then pre-bedtime routine optimization. So let's say if you're going to bed at 10, this is like, you know, 9 o'clock, you're probably doing this. So make sure you finish eating three hours before bed. No devices, blue light, two hours before bed. You can use night shift on your computer or your phone. Uh, they have similar apps for Windows and Android. Wear blue blocking glasses. Use a sauna, hot tub, bath, or shower to decompress. Wear a nighttime outfit or pajamas. It helps tell your body again that sleep is soon. It starts to relax your body. And then consider supplementing. I uh, put Huberman's, Dr. Huberman's sleep stack in here, which is magnesium theonate, magnesium bisglycinate, apigenin, theanine, glycine, and GABA. You may want to avoid melatonin as well because most of them are very inaccurately dosed, so be careful. Additional notes, sleep is the most th important thing you can master. Sleep time and consistency is critical, going to bed and waking at the same time. Sleep is where your brain and body detox, recover, build, and restore. We can go many months without food, a few weeks without water, but only a few days without sleep before we die. Try not to drink any caffeine before 3 p.m., ideally none at all. I think it's even earlier than that for me, probably 1 p.m. is the latest I could really take caffeine, so it's right after lunch. Use meditation, which can actually reduce total sleep time needed. There's an amazing study on actually showing this, that those who meditated, I think, 30 minutes a day were able to need one hour less sleep per night. So that's pretty incredible study. I need to dive into that some more, and I'll add some more here. But use a sleep mask or earplugs if needed. I know lots of friends that do that. I tend to just rip that stuff off and throw it away while I'm sleeping, so it doesn't really work so well for me. Uh, try a weighted blanket. I know a lot of people that have uh, had great success with that as well. Short 20-minute naps can be okay, but don't go too long. 
There's a great company called Newcom, which Tony Robbins has also used, and many of the greatest sports teams in the world actually also use. They have kind of reverse engineered um, how to put someone into deep and uh, theta rest in a matter of 10 minutes or less, kind of push you down into the deepest restorative state of sleep, and then they pull you back out at about 17 minutes, 20 minute nap. Send me a DM if you're interested in that. Uh, avoid sunglasses unless you're being blinded while driving. And also there's a tip here, I've, something I've done, which is I've actually created calendar entries for sunset and sunrise in my calendar. So it always kind of reminds me like, hey, sunset, is especially sunset, I sometimes don't wake up before sunrise, but uh, especially sunset, I try to go outside for maybe 10 minutes to watch the sun actually kind of set and really helps my body start to um, calm down a little bit and get ready for sleep. So, and I think also on the iPhone, you can set it up now. So the sunrise and sunset is actually on your home screen. So that's another idea as well. So, all right, that was a lot for tenant one. I think I thought I would be finish the whole thing about now, but let's just keep powering through because I think that was probably the biggest one. So fuel, food and eating, eat nutrient-dense natural foods, that's unprocessed organic meats and eggs, organic fruits and vegetables, find a local farmer's market, ask questions about how they produce it, eat clean, avoid sugar, and don't snack. Anti-inflammatory foods, tomatoes, olive oil, leafy vegetables, not all of them, be, be aware of that, nuts, fish, fruits, and berries, cool. Avoid inorganic and processed foods, seed oils, trans fats, etc. Avoid fast food, delete DoorDash, Uber Eats, etc. off your phone. This is just like, I've been trying to do this, it's hard, I know. But like, you need to be more calculated about it. And if you're not aware of what you're going to be eating in the day, we all know how much time that can sometimes spend. You can spend thinking about, oh, I got to eat soon. Oh, I got to eat lunch soon. Oh, I got to do this, that. Like if you got to be able to plan in advance and then just execute, right? So otherwise you're going to go through the thought cycle over and over and over again. What am I eating tomorrow? Or what am I eating today, right? And if you can just, you know, on a Sunday be like, this is what I'm going to eat for the whole week. Okay, cool. That's fine. I don't necessarily think eating out is bad, but you got to just pick the right restaurants and and, and if that's what you want to do, cool. I think meal prepping is also a great thing. But avoid foods, foods made in huge factories. Avoid inflammatory foods, breads, pastries, fried foods, soda, sugar, etc. Fasting is also a cure. Intermittent fast, 16 plus hours with no food. Extended fasts are three to five days or longer, maybe once a quarter. Be sure to supplement with electrolytes if you are doing fasting. That's really important. Otherwise, you can, um, you know, really have a lot of issues. You can, you can have imbalances and get headaches a lot faster and things like that. So, and then break your fast with bone broth or easy to, to digest foods, fruits and veggies, maybe an acai bowl or something like that would be, would be a good idea. Um, never complex carbs or you will probably be in a lot of pain. Uh, and lastly, again, meal prep just removes the risk of poor decision-making. It's not always the most fun. Try to store all your meal prep foods in glass containers, not plastic, um, but uh, it's a really beneficial thing. If you, if you write, I have all the pros and cons also on my website of meal prepping, so um, take a look at that if you're interested.
Hydration, drink reverse osmosis water with an activated carbon filter. Distillers are also pretty good. Um, that's basically catching steam. So you're heating up the water, catching the steam, and then moving the steam uh, into another uh, container. That's slightly less effect, uh, effective. The RK Purifier is a great water filter pitcher. This is also in my buyer's guide. They're a Swedish company that has designed a, a fantastic product. They actually just launched a kettle as well, which is cool. Use electrolytes during exercise. Uh, you can also do that in the morning. Avoid sugars, sodas, energy drinks, alcohol, etc. You know what's, what's good and bad for you. Nourish and supplement. So analyze your body and diet. Track everything that you deem important. Intelligently supplement and experiment. So additional notes. There are so many diets and structures to explore. From keto to low carb to high fat to carnivore, paleo, animal-based, vegan, pescatarian, omnivore, Mediterranean, Whole30, etc. You'll need to explore what works best for you. All bodies are unique. I think there's a lot to be said to that too. And depending on if you're in America or you're in Europe or you're somewhere else, the, the cuisines change, the culture change, the grocery stores change, all of these things change. And also based on what you were fed as a child growing up uh, also is important to take into effect and just your personal taste, right? So you need to just try a bunch of things and figure it all out. Eliminate, elimination diets can be, be very beneficial. Stop everything and slowly reintroduce things to see how your body responds to certain foods. I know many people who you know, were consuming pastries and bread and these other things and didn't realize that they were, you know, getting three, four, five different health conditions basically from this food. So they, you know, switched to carnivore diet and just only ate meat for, you know, two, two weeks, four weeks, maybe a full month and watched their symptoms all resolve themselves. And then slowly you can start to reintroduce those things and you can pinpoint, you know, maybe what the issue was. So, and always use low heat when cooking. That's obvious. You don't want to char anything or really blacken anything. Anything that's really black is generally not good for your health. So, I've been using a steam oven for a very long time and I pretty much cook all of my food in steam. And I also love to use an air fryer on a, on a gentle heat. So, cool. Next tenant, take risks. So. Number one, cold exposure. Sub 50 degree water, do 32 to 39 degrees to save times, but just don't burn out. Make it easy and enjoyable. It's sometimes easier said than done because it's not always fun getting into a cold, cold tub. It's actually rarely fun, but uh, make it doable for you. And a good hack is to actually, if you're struggling, but you know you want to do it, go stick your hands in for 10 seconds, take them out, stick them in for 20 seconds, take them out, wait a minute, stick them in for 45 seconds, take them out. Your hands and your feet are the two hardest spots. So once you get those two going and just independent, the rest of your body, you know, is pretty simple. So uh, you can get a do-it-yourself freezer or better. Um, don't rely on ice cubes or like trying to do that. It's just silly. I laugh when I see people doing that. It's fine for like one-off events and things like that, but it's just not practical long-term. So I also have a YouTube video. If you live in an apartment and even don't have a balcony or something like that, I did a nine cubic feet freezer in my apartment and had no balcony, nothing. And it was 
tight. I had to squeeze in it for sure, but the benefits were ridiculous and I still used it all the time. So take a look on my YouTube um, for that or send me a DM if, if you're interested in trying to figure that out. I think I spent less than $300 to, to build the whole thing. Uh, get the freezer and get the, um, thermos, the automated ther thermostat. So cold exposure trains your amygdala, right? It reacts faster than your mind. Your amygdala is part of your brain and this is actually your fight or flight response. So in moments of high stress and trauma and, and things like that where we need to make a decision fast or we react even faster, we, we need to do things like cold plunge. We need to do things like taking risks because that's actually how we build the muscle of the amygdala. So you will be able to remain more calm, more centered, and think more clearly um, when you, know, you need to respond very fast. So next is movement and exercise. The three pillars that I've come to is uh, strength, endurance, and balance and flexibility. So strength is just lifting heavy some days of the week. Hold the peak contraction as long as, as possible. So if you do a bicep curl, bring it up, squeeze, 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 and hold and keep squeezing for eight, 10 seconds as long as you can. And then as you're going through the negative, hold that the whole way down. I watch people do bicep curls and they go whoop, up, down, up, down, up, down. This shit doesn't do anything. Literally doesn't grow your bicep at all. Go up, squeeze really hard, keep squeezing. And then as you're going down, keep squeezing, let go, let go, let go, the whole way down. This is how you really will develop strength in your body and in your arms and in your muscles and do that on everything that you do. So, um, and again, there's the fast, uh, different muscle fibers versus the high rep uh, some days of the week. So you can decide what you want to do. Speed, the speed, heavy, or high rep, right? So, okay. Next is running cardio. That's your endurance. That could be sprints. That could be long distance running. There's tons of endurance sports. Go find a friend, somebody else. Try to, you know, find a mentor or somebody who you can talk to a little bit um, and, and just make it a point to, to figure that part out. Balance and flexibility, super easy to forget this and not prioritize it, but it creeps up on you, resulting in a stiffer body. So try swimming, yoga, gymnastics, hiking, things that require you to push yourself, basically. I have a little balance board in my backyard, so I do little balance uh, stuff. I used to skateboard a lot, I'm trying to get back into skateboarding because the balance that's required in that is definitely significant. So, and lastly, I threw in a bonus here, which is just fight. So do MMA, Jiu Jitsu, Krav Maga, Muay Thai, etc. Martial arts often build relationships and bonding too. So it's really a, a great um, sport to be in from my perspective. Other calculated risk idea are hiking in the wilderness, mentioned that, skydiving, racing, um, hunting or shooting guns, things like that. You can come up with whatever is your interest, but you know, there's lots of ways to continue taking risks. And it's really important because again, we build a tolerance to taking risk, right? You need to be good at also analyzing the risk and trying to find asymmetric, you know, risk, uh, risk to take. So ones that are indeed risky, but the likelihood of risk is maybe a little lower and the reward of that risk is very high. So 
And again, taking risks alone can be tough. So find a mentor, a friend, a teacher, or a course. There's many opportunities out there. So just go open your mouth and, and attend some events. Go on meetup.com, Facebook events, whatever it is, and find them. So next tenet, stay safe. Seed oils, number one. So use ghee butter, tallow, lard, real butter, avocado oil, olive oil. You use bacon fat. I started saving all the bacon fat that I have when I'm cooking bacon. And avoid soybean oil, corn oil, canola oil, cottonseed oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, etc. All of these are really high in linoleic acid. Linoleic acid is builds up and stores in your body. It's pretty much been proven that it's sugar isn't the cause for all the obesity in the world and, and diabetes, but it's actually linoleic acid. At least I believe that to be the case. So just stay away from that stuff. Try to be more natural. A lot of these oils were used first actually for lubrication of machines. And then we start, they decided that they could sell that and we would start consuming it. So, you know, I think there's a lot of push. Uh, check out the app Seed Oil Scout. Dot com. I'm going to add that because it's pretty good, um, uh, depending on where you are. So EMFs, Wi-Fi devices, schedule nightly power off on router. You can do that automatically through your router on your phone. You can log into your router and you can actually generally set a t uh, turn off time and a turn on time. So maybe that's 10 p.m., 11 p.m., could be even 8 p.m. If like you just want to be offline for an hour or two, it's a good idea. Um, and then you can have that turn back on at 5 p.m. or, uh, or 5 a.m., 6 a.m., something like that. It's a really great idea. Uh, and then cell phones. Avoid cell phone in the front pocket. Use, use your airplane mode if you can. I actually, you know, I'm, I'm not so into like the man purses that a lot of guys have been wearing lately. That's been a new trend, but I am kind of behind it because at least it gets your cell phone away from your genitals and kind of one of the most important parts of our body. So think about that. Man-made poison and estrogenics. Okay, so, and this is not only estrogenics, I should change that to hormone or uh, endocrine disruptors, which is kind of more of a catch-all. Estrogenics are just things that create estrogen in the body, but go into your kitchen. Uh, there's plastics, straws, storage containers, cooking pans and utensils. All of these need to be optimized. Make sure you're not using single-use plastic water bottles. Don't use um, paper straws, those have been found to be even worse than the plastic ones that were supposedly bad for the environment. The paper ones are worse for the environment. Try to use bamboo ones or you can get like um, silicone is really good or you can get like little metal ones if you want. Again, storage containers, don't use uh, plastic or plastic bags. Try to use glass if you can. Uh, and cooking pans and utensils, use cast iron, stainless steel, wood, etc. Personal so, uh, products, there's soaps, toilet paper. T toilet paper is a huge one. You wipe your butt with the most absorbent part of your body with bleached products or chlorinated products. Try to just use a bidet if you can. That's the best. I would just spend the two, three hundred bucks on a nice bidet, pay another a plumber another hundred bucks, and just get your main toilet in your house with a bidet. Um, really, really important. Europe has been way ahead of us on this. I think I think America needs to wake up and um, you know start using bidets more. But anyway, uh, never use perf perfumes or colognes. Pretty much all of them are full of phthalates and 
not good for you. There's of course a bunch of natural perfumes and colognes if you want to use like lavender or rose or other things of that nature. Uh, lemon is a, a really good uh, natural product to put in uh, soap, like your dish soap. So same thing. Uh, and then fluoride in toothpaste. There was actually a recent study, I think just a handful of years ago, four or five years ago, um, that went to high, I think the Senate, uh, or really high up in the government, and they actually ended up having to release it, like they were trying to not release it for whatever reason, um, that basically showed um, the consumption of fluoride being directly tied to basically IQ and in an inverse way. So the more fluoride you consumed, the dumber you got. I have to dive into that more, but something to be a little worried about. Also, Dr. Joe Dispenza, if you follow his work, um, has basically said that when they're doing autopsies of dead people, the, they look at the pineal gland in your brain, which is said to be kind of the, it's a transducer in your brain uh, that actually takes your thought energy and emits it out to the world. But these, um, you know, people who had passed away and they, they looked at their brains, their, their brain, their, their pineal gland was actually like calcified, calcified, and like had fluoride wrapped around it as well. So that can't be good for our, for our thoughts if that's really what the pineal gland's for. It's kind of unknown exactly what that gland is for, but a lot of cool Egyptian stuff that maybe references it. Other estrogenics to be aware of. It's a massive list here. I mean, it's plastics, it's flame retardants, it's heavy metals, it's other drugs that are in our water, it's pesticides, herbicides, you know, a whole massive list of things. Um, and then there's some great apps here. I would highly recommend these apps. EWG, Healthy Living app. EWG is an unbelievable nonprofit. They have an incredible blog on their website as well where they're writing you know, and, and updating. They're super active in this space. Uh, I highly recommend signing up for their newsletter and going on their website. The other one I'd really recommend is Yucca. Um, this is a food and cosmetic scanner, so you can scan any product. I don't really work that way with like the scanning idea, but they have a buyer's guide on their app as well. So definitely check that out. Think Dirty, Shop Clean, Open Food Facts product scanner as well. Open Food Facts is even better for those that are in the EU. So um, check those apps out. I downloaded all four. I use all four of them. So, all right, and then reducing inflammation. So we talked about cold plunge. We talked about hot tub and sauna. We talked about lymphatic system activation. So the lymphatic system in your body is how toxins actually process through. It only works is if you're moving. It is one of the, the only system in your body that does not work unless you are moving. So rebounding or vibration plates are a really good way to activate the cells, activate the lymphatic system and get everything moving and processing through your kidney, your liver, and eventually you, you know, secrete that out of your body. Uh, and then lastly, supplementation. Remember, this is a last resort. Try to focus on the root causes first, but you can go into lots of like natural herbs like curcumin or turmeric or there's many others, black pepper, cloves, etc., cetera, um, that help reduce inflammation. And I'm sure there's many others. I'm, I'm probably forgetting here. But manage stress. 
you know, we all have some degree of stress. There's used stress, which is good stress. There's excess stress, which is bad stress, but we need to definitely come up with the best ways to manage that stress. So that could be meditating, that can be journaling, that can be getting a massage. Um, so, you know, it, it's heavily dependent on the meaning you actually assign it and it becomes especially harmful if it disrupts your sleep or recovery. So just be aware of that. Uh, and additional notes, you're never gonna be 100% perfect. Don't be overwhelmed. We sacrifice our health for convenience daily. This is especially in uh, response to or, or noting on all of the endocrine disruptors, the hormone disruptors that exist in our day-to-day -day life. It's just ridiculous, the world that we've created. Um, so it's almost impossible to be completely free of it. Um, but again, aim to just make two or three changes to your lifestyle over time and just try to build the habit. So, all right, cool. We are at the last one, which is bond. So to the earth, grounding, put a grounding mat under your desk, sleep with grounding sheets or mats in your bed and under your work desk. Again, that's duplicated there, so I gotta fix that. Uh, but walk outside barefoot in the morning or after a flight in an airplane. And then also bond to others. I like my three M's, which is my mentors, my mates, and my mentees. So your mentors are someone beyond you who guides you by sharing their knowledge, experiences, and insights. They help you to avoid common pitfalls, provide valuable advice, and help you see the path to success more clearly. They play a crucial role in accelerating your learning curve and helping you make informed decisions. Your mates are someone alongside of you who can provide support when you encounter challenges or setbacks. These are just like your friends, your, 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 your counterparts, kind of on the same level as you. And then your mentees are generally someone beneath you who deepens your purpose and meaning by allowing you to share your knowledge and expertise. Teaching and mentoring others can contribute to your personal growth and sense of fulfillment while reinforcing your own knowledge and position. Mentees can also provide fresh perspectives and ideas, which can be valuable for innovation. So additional notes there, build a tribe, build the Justice League. You are Batman, you are Iron Man, you are whoever you wanna be, whoever your superhero is, and build the team of people around you. Every person on planet Earth has weaknesses and has strengths, which means you cannot do it alone. As much as people sometimes want to, you can get allies and truthful, honest people on your team that will help you succeed faster, grow faster in whatever endeavor you're at. It might just be trying to optimize your diet. It might be trying to optimize your business. It might be just trying to optimize your sleep, whatever it is. Own your strengths and weaknesses. Again, find the traits in others that you lack and hire ones or befriend ones that have the strengths that you know, in the skills and qualities that you don't have. Also consider getting a dog or other pet. All of those things are super beneficial for your happiness. That is it, my friends. It was 20 minutes longer than I expected, but I think that this doc is super beneficial. Even me just reading it, I'm like, oh, I need to do more. The mentee, just the, those three M's, the mentors, mates, mentees. I got a whole list of my friends that fit in those categories and um, it's a really great thing to have, to have that written out. So I challenge you to do that. But 
Hopefully you found some value there and it at least made you think about something and maybe there's something new that you don't do that you can find a, a, a new, uh, some motivation to, to figure that out. So any questions, let me know. Again, kylearmor.com forward slash the number five and you can request the document, you can make edits to it and I will see your edits, I will respond to you. I will merge your edits if they're good and we'll just keep this document ever evolving. So that's it today. I hope this is a great tool and some strategies in here to assist you in killing the game of life and business. So till next time, my friends, Kyle Armour, this is the Armory Podcast.